Hello and welcome to Bringing Back Bach, the podcast that explores the church year through the theology and music of Johann Sebastian Bach. The idea of the show is fairly simple. Each week we're going to look at a different cantata written by Bach for that particular day of the church year. We'll do so by examining the music, the theology, and the original use of each of the cantatas that we study, including hearing the scripture lessons appointed for that particular day. After a brief discussion of each part, we'll give a rough translation of the text from the German into the English so that we can understand the message that Bach was seeking to convey with his music. We'll listen to the cantatas movement by movement, imagining what it was like to hear that cantata for the first time in a weekly church service. And as we do so, we'll learn that Bach was boldly Lutheran and hopefully seek to bring Bach back to the Lutheran church. We'll begin this episode with the same words that Bach wrote at the beginning of his music pieces, Jesu Yuva, which means Jesus help. If you'll recall, cantatas were musical interludes of the divine service that lasted about 20 minutes, give or take. They were performed to reinforce the ideas that scripture readings and propers the day were teaching. There's no better way to learn theology than having it set to music. It puts it in both sides of your brain and helps you remember it. And cantatas did that using beautiful Baroque music style of that day. This week, we're looking at the cantata for the Sunday of Miscorius Domini, or as we commonly call it here in the United States, Good Shepherd Sunday. Good Shepherd Sunday is one of the most comforting weeks of the church year, in which scriptures describe us as God's sheep who are carefully watched over by Christ, our Good Shepherd. The Gospel lesson for this week emphasizes that idea from John chapter 10. I am the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and is not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the Good Shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, for they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. This week's cantata is called Du Hirta Israel Hera, or in English, Hear, O you shepherds of Israel. This week's cantata is based upon that gospel lesson that we just heard, spoken by Jesus Christ himself and recorded for us in the Gospel of St. John. It is the day it is appointed for us on this day in the lectionary, and we will see later it quotes some of Psalm 80 in this week's cantata as well. And of course, on Good Shepherd Sunday, our cantata this week will also quote Psalm 23, ending with a paraphrase of it, stating that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. This particular cantata has a very different feel than the last cantata we did, for in this one Bach writes the music to this cantata so that it might have a very pastoral feel to it. The joyful trumpeting tones of Easter are not there, nor are the timpanies even though we're still in the Easter season. 
but instead we have music that seeks to give one the impression that they are sitting in a serene German pasture where sheep are grazing all around and they are carefully under the gaze of the good shepherd. Countless pastures of this sort pepper the German countryside when one visits. They are gorgeous and peaceful, and that is the picture that Bach paints with the music from this week. This week's cantata is a shorter cantata than last week, two minutes shorter, in fact, and yet it still carries the great theme of the day to its congregation. This cantata was originally written in 1724 and performed for the first time at the Leipzig Church during the Divine Service on April 23rd of that year. The lyrics are perhaps written by two different individuals. One of them is a man named Cornelius Becker, who wrote the words of Movement 6. The rest is done by another lyricist. We're not certain who that was, but perhaps it was Christian Weiss, the pastor at St. Thomas Church in Leipzig, the place where this was performed. I think it's really a neat thing that the musician from the church took the pastor's words and set them to music. This church is where Bach served as cantor and where this cantata was performed. This time, at the time this cantata was written, Bach had been serving in Leipzig for around a year. He would continue to serve in Leipzig for more than 26 years. And in fact, he's buried at that church. The church is not only famous for Bach and his time there, because there's other famous musicians that performed there. In 1789, Mozart, Mozart performed there, and Richard Wagner was also baptized there in 1813. Much of this particular church was destroyed during World War II, but it has been rebuilt, though in more of a Gothic style than the Baroque that it would have looked like when Bach was performing there. This week's cantata finds comfort solely in Christ and his holy word, preached into our ears each week by called and ordained pastors. That word grants our hearts contentedness and comfort in a world that is often the exact opposite of that but instead is chaotic, dangerous, and in the end, this world is dangerous and deadly for all of us. Death was no stranger to Bach, as we'll hear, but his comfort was still found in Christ, as ours also should be. Keep that thought in your mind as you listen today. Today's cantata begins with a choral quotation from Psalm 80, verse 1. The quote in the cantata is taken word for word from the Luther Bible, translated by Martin Luther himself almost 200 years before Bach wrote this piece of music. The English Standard Version translates these verses in this way. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth. It's not unusual for Bach to quote a scripture passage word for word in one of his cantatas. And Bach does so here with such a pastoral and peaceful opening chorale. As you hear the various instruments, oboes and violins playing, you can almost picture sheep frolicking in a field before their shepherd. Even the long melismas by the choir give the impression of a flock of sheep. Melismas, by the way, are one syllable sung over many notes. The entire choir finally joins together in song at the word Ershina, which means to shine forth. This emphasizes Christ's identity as God who shines with the very glory of God, 
even as he is still our good shepherd. In this text from Psalm 80, there's no doubt who the shepherd is, who watches over this flock. It is the one who is enthroned above the cherubim. God himself is the shepherd of Israel, a great comfort for us as we face the challenges of this world. Now at this time we'll continue by hearing that first movement to box cantata, You Shepherds of Israel, hear. We'll begin now listening to that choral introduction. Thank you. 
such a beautiful piece of music. You can hear the uh, uh, the way that it crescendos and decrescendos, goes back and forth um, between the louder parts and the softer parts, uh, giving you that uh, picture of that uh, serene pasture and the sheep out grazing therein, and especially the way that it repeats over and over again that word ershina, which means shine forth, uh, calling on God to put forth his word into the world. Having heard the choral introduction, we will now move forward with a recitative, by this time sung by a tenor. Remember that the recitative is short and simple musical movement that recites a verse or some sort of poetry. This particular recitative is all about the gospel, reminding us of God's promises to us. The words are rightly translated from German as follows. The highest shepherd looks after me. What good are my worries? At each morning the shepherd's goodness is renewed. O my heart, hold on, for God is faithful. What a great promise that is, that God is faithful, and it's the absolute truth. The highest shepherd does hold us in his nail-scarred hands. And as Jesus promises mere verses after the gospel lesson for this day, no one shall snatch us out of his hands. That same good shepherd states that we need not worry as a result, saying so in Matthew chapter 6. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? The answer is no one. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. One also cannot help but find comparisons between this particular movement and the words that are the central core to the book of Lamentations. In them, Jeremiah writes, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Musically, this particular section is short and sweet, only 38 seconds long, letting the depth of the words of promise of God shine forth without being overshadowed with the music. Remember again, the words we're about to hear are this. The highest shepherd looks after me. What good are my worries? At each morning the shepherd's goodness is renewed. O oh, my heart, hold on, for God is faithful. Let's hear this next movement of this particular cantata. Hear, O oh, shepherds of Israel, at this time. It is short, and yet it is beautiful, isn't it? The way that it gets that particular message across that we are in the hands of God's highest good shepherd, Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
The next movement in this particular cantata is an aria, or a musically more elaborate section of the cantata, fit also around a poetic verse or a text. This particular aria contains a tenor voice, allowing a bit of elaboration upon the text that preceded it. The text wishes to remind the hearer of the faithfulness of God, even though at times in life it may seem like we are wandering through a wilderness of difficulties in this world. It seeks to give us an honest examination of our situation in this world as we wait the faithfulness of God's promises. The next movement could be translated into English in this way. If my shepherd hides too long, the desert makes me too afraid. My weak step still hurries forward. My mouth is screaming for you, and you, my shepherd, work in me a believing Abba by your word. The word Abba is a Aramaic archaic way of saying father or daddy and so we're talking about God working believing father into our lives the way we begin the Lord's prayer the aria begins with the tenor singing the word hides too long multiple times to emphasize the length of time that we are alive in this world wandering about at times seemingly like God is a long time in coming to fulfill his promises at times in our life, that's the way things appear to be. In fact, this idea captures the difficult life of a Christian. Knowing that Christ is returning, and yet not knowing when that great day of the Lord might come. In the world today, we see all sorts of challenges and difficulties where one is saying along with the psalmist, How long, O Lord, how long? How long will there be war? sickness, poverty, starvation, illness, and more. How long, O Lord, will we suffer? As we see these things in the desert of this world, we become afraid, and we quickly step forward hoping to see Christ's return before this world wearies us to the point of unbelief. And so the words are screamed from our terrified lips, how long, O Lord, how long? It is as is in the music, my mouth screams for you. This uncertainty is emphasized by an unusual harmony within the music, makes us feel the uncertainty of this world as the sounds rattle our teeth ever so slightly. You'll kind of notice it's almost a dissonance that is behind the words. At the same time that we are terrified by the apparent separation from our Lord in this world, Christ the Good Shepherd assures us that he is not truly absent. Bach, being a good Lutheran, recognizes the Lord's presence among us in this sinful desert. He recognizes that presence in the power of God's holy word. Wherever the word of God is, there God is himself. After all, John begins his gospel by declaring to us that Jesus is the Word and that the Word became flesh and has dwelt among us. When the pastor speaks God's Word, then, Jesus is present. When the Word is applied in water through baptism, Jesus is present. When the words of institution are spoken over bread and wine, Jesus is present. How amazing is it that the best Lutheran musician ever 
pointed people not to the style of music that they were listening to as if we should select what we like best. Rather, this great musician points people to the content of that music, the word of Christ. And that word works faith in us so that we can confess, Abba, Father. As Paul writes in Romans 8, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Bach does portray our uncertainties in this section, but he also gives the boldly Lutheran answer to uncertainties. When you have the word, you have Jesus. At this time, we'll hear this next aria.
just amazing how Bach repeats those words that uh, show our mouths are screaming in desire for our God, how we constantly look for his care, for his mercy, for his compassion. And the answer is, is that through his word, he creates and sustains faith in us. This time we'll have to take a break and we'll be back in a few minutes with more Bringing Bach Back. Don't forget to like our Facebook page, Bringing Bach Back. Hello and welcome back to Bringing Bach Back. Uh, we have just taken our break and we're continuing to look at uh, uh, Bach's Cantata number 104, which is... For Miscordias Domini, and is entitled, Hear, O You Shepherds of Israel, a great uh, Easter season uh, cantata prepared for Good Shepherd Sunday. We've examined about half of our cantata and still have the second half to go. We just had a tenor aria, and now we're moving into a, a bass recitative uh, extolling the word of God. What a great uh, ability of Bach to have one voice sing in counterpoint to another voice, and that's what we're doing at this time. The uh, translation for the movement that we're about to hear is as follows. Yes, this word is food for my soul, a refreshment of my breast, the pasture that I crave, a foretaste of heaven. Yes, my everything is called. Oh, just gather us, O oh, good shepherd, who are poor and lost. Oh, let the path be ended soon, and bring us in to your sheepfold. It is a great recitative that it continues to extol the word of God. Bach has this great picture that that's the way that we get faith from God, is through his word. He must definitely be a Lutheran. Here, in this particular text, God's word becomes the food that refreshes our soul, a food that is given to us through the precious means of grace. For you Lutherans out there, you know that that means God's word gives us faith through baptism, through the Lord's Supper, and through the word of Christ. It is compared to sheep grazing in green pastures for the Christian to hear that word. It is, as Psalm 23 teaches, that the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. He makes us lie down in green pastures. Bach states that he craves this food of God's word. Oh, that we also would crave that word of God. If only we understood completely that that word is everything to us. You see, when the lyrics state... I crave for the pasture that is the word. It is a confession of the new man that we are in holy baptism. The new man, the new Adam, the regenerated human being, loves Jesus. The new man, the new Adam, the regenerated human being, wants to be in the word where Jesus is present. To put it in one way, the new person in baptism wants to listen to long sermons. He wants to sing all the verses of the hymns that contain God's word. He might even memorize them. The new person in Christ wants to eat the Lord's Supper where God's word makes bread and wine Christ's body and blood 
the foretaste of heaven that our cantata sings about. The new man understands that Christ is everything for him. And he understands the third article of the Apostles' Creed as well, that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but that the Holy Spirit has called us poor and lost sinners by the gospel. And using that same gospel, the Holy Spirit keeps us in the true faith. In other words, the good shepherd Jesus brings us into his flock all on his own doing, without any merits or worthiness in us. And the regenerated man in Christ prays the prayer at the end of this movement. Oh, let the path be ended soon and bring us into your sheepfold. This is the prayer of a Christian who is looking forward to passing through death into eternal life, through the valley of the shadow of death, to quote Psalm 23. The Christian looks forward to being with God forever, as God has promised. And so this prayer reflects the Lord's Prayer, which ends with the words, Deliver us from evil. In the small catechism, deliver us from evil is explained as meaning this. We pray in this petition, in summary, that our Father in heaven would rescue us from every evil of body and soul, possessions and reputation, and finally, when our last hour comes, give us a blessed end, and graciously take us from this valley of sorrow to himself in heaven. Finally, one also must remember the words that end Scripture from Revelation chapter 22, which I'll quote for you now. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let the one who hears say, Come, let the one who is thirsty, Come. Let the one who desires to take the water of life without price. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with all. Amen. You see, those words from this particular movement are the prayer of faith. Let the path be ended soon. Bring us at last in to your sheepfold. We'll hear those words now sung as a part of this bass recitative. Ja, dieses Wort ist meiner Seelenschweise, ein Lapsal meiner Lust, die Feier, die ich meine Lust des Himmels vorschaut, ja, mein alles weise. Uns arme und verfehlte, ach, lass den Weg nur bald geendet sein und führe uns in deinen Schafstall ein. You'll notice in the middle of that last movement, there's a place where the the music crescendos and you hear the singer sing yah uh, that's the part where it said yes my everything is called and uh, that is just such a powerful moment when christ giving his gifts uh, is acknowledged and confessed as our everything uh, just a beautiful movement again as always here with these particular box works 
We're now moving on to a next movement. This next movement builds right out of this particular bass uh, aria that we just heard. In fact, uh, you could say it just continues on. Uh, they almost could be treated as one unit. It is a bass aria that we're about to hear and is the longest movement of this particular cantata for this week. And its music carries a feeling of complete contentedness within it. And though it is the longest movement, it has some of the shortest words in terms of its verse length. And one cannot help but compare this particular section to Bach's other great work that sheep may safely graze. The words of this particular movement here are now translated into English. Happy herd, sheep of Jesus, the world is a kingdom of heaven to you. Here you already taste Jesus' goodness and hope still of faith's reward after a gentle sleep of death. The German poetry in this particular movement is beautiful as well, being a trochaic octameter in which the first line rhymes with the last line, and the third and fourth lines rhyme as well. It's a poetic setting that if one reads it, sounds familiar, no matter what the words are, that uh, particular poetic form helps it to kind of get ingrained in your mind and feel familiar to it. It's got the ba-dum, 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 ba-dum sort of uh, um, way it moves. The words in, uh, in German, I think, are just particularly good. Beglückte Herde Jesus Schaffe. Uh, that meter, you can kind of tell as we heard those words, carries the familiarity that breeds comfortableness as we hear it sung in this particular movement. The repetition of the reality of the Christian life is important. Repeatedly, the words are sung in this movement, Happy herd, sheep of Jesus, the world is a kingdom of heaven for you, over and over and over again. This repetition, using that trochaic octometer, reinforces the picture in your mind that this is a familiar place, and that you belong here, and that you're comfortable here. After you have had that picture reinforced multiple times, the next picture is repeated for you as well. This movement again ends with a Christian announcement of the resurrection after a gentle sleep of death. What good news that death is no longer the raging vanquisher, having been vanquished now instead by the good shepherd Jesus. In other words, death no longer has dominion over you. You belong to Christ. One gets the picture of a shepherd vanquishing a wolf who has attacked his flock, and the sheep being allowed, as a result, to sleep in peace. Dear Christian, that's what Christ has done for you by his work of the cross. As Bach's word sings about death in such a way, it's worth remembering the loss and the death that Bach faced so often in his life. We mentioned this in the introduction for today. Bach, when he was nine years old, lost both of his parents. Bach, in his lifetime, had 20 children born to him. Only 10 of them reached adulthood, the rest having died in their childhood. Bach was married twice because his first wife died as he was away. Uh, it was kind of a surprise when he came back home to find his wife deceased uh, and in the grave when she was healthy and, and doing well when he left. In addition to these close, immediate family members that had passed away, the Bach family itself has all sorts of loss and death that it faced from extended family members. 
It is amazing that a man who faced death so many times and dealt with it on such a personal level could write in such a way to embrace death as a gentle sleep. We can only do that if we belong to Christ. We can only do that if we belong to Jesus. For it is he who calls death sleep. He says this when Lazarus dies in John chapter 11. He says, Lazarus is sleeping. The disciples are confused, and so he tells them plainly, Lazarus has died. There are other places in the New Testament as well where Christ says of those who have died that they are only sleeping. That's the message of this particular movement. Death is not the end. It is only a sleep from which we will awake. Let us now hear this particular bass aria.
that just lovely you see the two bookends on either side where we sing Beglückte Herde Jesus Schaf happy herd sheep of Jesus and then in the middle uh, we have that uh, long really low bass note that sings about the gentle sleep of death uh, and yet we know that's not our end because of the two bookends uh, that we are the happy herd the sheep of Jesus and you see too how the 12 8 uh, tempo of that particular section continues to carry that hope and promise that we have, making that uh, membership in Christ's herd feel familiar to us uh, as we are a part of that. The ba dump, ba dump, ba dump, ba dump that goes on throughout the whole thing. It's comfortable. We know where we are, we know who we belong to, and it's nice to be there with God. Finally, our work for the week of Miscordius Domini ends with the chorus of Psalm 23, uh, a paraphrase of that. This final movement brings all the themes of our cantata this week together, all the pictures that Bach has worked to paint with the music and the lyrics before are clearly stated one last time. The words of this particular movement are as follows. The Lord is my faithful shepherd, to whom I trust myself whole. To the pasture he leads me, his sheep, on a beautiful green meadow. He leads me to the fresh water to refresh my soul vigorously by the blessed word of graces. You see that these words are a paraphrase of Psalm 23. They are 
written, uh, paraphrased, in fact, by a man named Cornelius Becker. Becker is famous for writing a Psalter, a book of Psalms, uh, in the German verse. This particular Psalm 23 paraphrase was not only used by Bach, but also by Heinrich Schutz, who was a Luther musician a generation before Bach. He kind of bridges the time between Luther and Bach. It is also worth a listen to on your own if you Google or YouTube Schutz uh, SWV 120. You can hear Heinrich Schutz's version of this particular hymn. It is important to note Bach ends this particular cantata with a confession of faith that is based solely on the words of God from Psalm 23. We do well to sing that same psalm on this day in the church year, remembering that Christ truly is our good shepherd who refreshes us by his holy blessed word of grace. Let's hear now that Lutheran chorale, The Lord is my faithful shepherd, which closes out this week's cantata. This concludes Bach's cantata, Hear, O You Shepherds of Israel, and it also concludes our second episode of Bringing Bach Back. Pray that it's been a blessing for you and that it's allowed you to peek into our great Lutheran musical heritage and to enjoy a piece of music that is decidedly Lutheran in its theology and is also an amazing contribution to music itself. As you think back on today's episode, remember that this is what church music can be beautifully carrying our theology and music fit for heaven. Bach was little more than a church organist who took the great hymns and chorales of the church that came before him and made them into music that carried the gospel to hearers of countless generations. That's why it's so important that we continue to bring Bach back into the Lutheran Church today. If you have any feedback on our program, please let us know. Contact us at KNNA Radio. We will keep on working to improve our broadcasts. This is only our second episode, and we hope to improve each and every episode that we do. And uh, we would like to have feedback from you, too, as well. We'll end our episode with the same words that Bach wrote at the end of all of his musical compositions. Three little letters. SDG, which stood for Solo Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. I'm Pastor Adam Moline, your host, bidding you Auf Wiedersehen until our next episode. God bless your day. Bringing Back Bach is a production of KNNA Radio of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. If you have any feedback on this episode, please contact KNNA or visit its website thecross957.org We also invite you to worship at 10.30 and 8 o'clock on Sunday mornings and also at 6.30 on Wednesday evenings.